0: Thank God for another day. Uh, This time that we have gathered here to share the word of the Lord and to worship the Lord. Is everyone happy and excited about being alive and being in the house of the Lord today? Amen. I think now we're in a position where we are appreciating life a little more appreciating the fact that we are able to come into the house of the lord again Um, i'm sure we all may have known know someone that has been affected by covid 19 um, in whatever way and we just thank god for just keeping all of us let's pray father it's in the name of jesus that we come we thank you O lord for this day father we thank you for this moment this opportunity You have allowed us to gather here once again. God of heaven, Lord, we ask you, O Lord, to move me out the way and you step in the way. Let every thought be of yours, every word be of yours. In the mighty name of Jesus, God of heaven, open the hearts and the ears of your people, O God, on this moment, O God. Let it change us, O God. Let us receive this word and allow this word to become our reality, O God, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you. And we bless your high name for who you are and what you are in our lives. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Amen. Now, um, I want to talk for a few moments on the thought about the gospel. The gospel in action. Or you can say the gospel on display. Whichever one you prefer. But we're dealing along the lines of the gospel in action. All right. Um, Now, I told the last crowd that I wasn't going to get too excited. And I didn't. I really didn't. I did good. I just really stood and talked. Y'all believe that? (laughs) And so uh, we plan to do the same thing. Now, I know this is the, the, the COVID area era. And a lot of messages are pertaining to COVID-19 and encouraging the people. And that's what we have to do. We have to stay encouraged and have hope and believe and etc. But one thing I want us to still understand is that there is a standard that we still have to abide by when we are children of God. We still have to uphold the standard of the Lord even in the midst of chaos I was sharing with my son uh, some time ago as we were riding down the street I said son it does not matter why we sin it's still sin God still looks at sin as sin you can have the greatest reason in the world It can be understandable from the human mind. We can understand and we can have compassion for you about it. But in the eyes of God, it's still a sin. And we still have to ask God to forgive us. And that does not change. That does not change. We have here the book of Philemon. Philemon is where we are dealing with today is written by the Apostle Paul. Paul wrote this particular letter uh, to Philemon. This is one chapter, one chapter, one letter that Paul wrote. Philemon was a man that was the bishop of Colossae, or he was the pastor of Colossae. And Philemon was a, a wealthy man, He was a wealthy man and he had servants and slaves, or as the scripture calls them, who were working in his home. But there was this one particular slave by the name of Onesimus. Now, imagine trying to get all these words together and these names together. It was a a real tough crowd. I thought the last crowd was tough. Lord have mercy. Uh, they'll wake up in a minute or I'm going to just walk away and you're going to finish. Uh, so he has slaves. He has servants that are in his camp. Now Onesimus stole something from Philemon. And in that day and time they say that it was time. So there was time that he was supposed to be serving Philemon and active as in working But what he did, he ran away. He escaped his prison and he got away. And so now he is saying unto him that he is a thief and he's on the run. But what happened with Onesimus, Onesimus came in contact with this man by the name of Paul. The apostle Paul now has shared the gospel of Jesus Christ with Onesimus, and Onesimus is now a blood-bought believer. Y'all can celebrate that. Woo! And so now we have a situation. The situation is He's now a bud-bought believer. He's been converted, but he's still on the run. Oh Yes, a little tension there. He's converted, but he's still on the run. So now Paul is moved, and Paul begins to write a letter to Philemon, and he tells him, listen, I write to you on behalf of my son in the common faith, Onesimus. Onesimus is now converted. He is no longer profitable to you or he is now profitable to you. Okay? At first he was not profitable, but now he's profitable to you. Now that, 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 that's a little weird because He should have been already profitable to me because he's a servant. Now, listen and see where Paul puts emphasis. Paul now puts the emphasis on the fact that he's a servant of Jesus Christ, so now he has value. Before, there was no value to him, but now that he has Jesus Christ, he's valuable to you. (laughs) I'm getting a few now. Okay. So he is saying that being a part of the kingdom of God is the greatest thing. And that's what gives us our value in society. I'm just a nobody trying to tell somebody about everybody. Oh, you haven't sung that yet. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Let the cat out the bag. Uh, (laughs) I was like, I heard that song today. I'm sorry. Anyway. So, he gives them value, and he tells them that he's profitable to you now. So now, he's saying, I want you to release him of his debt. Yeah, uh-huh. And so now we have to see 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So so listen to this now. He is saying that everything about Onesimus, it's over. You have to wipe that slate clean because he's no longer a slave. To you. Because what we have done before Christ is now washed away by the blood. And so now he is on a new path, he has a new mind, a new attitude, and you have to receive him as that. Paul then goes on, verse 17, in Philemon through 20 is where we're going to kind of just talk from. There's a theological term that use, that is used to try to sum up all of this, and it's called the atonement. atonement. The atonement goes beyond forgiveness of sin, but what it does is it cancels out sin. So now my sin has been canceled out because of the blood of Jesus Christ. And then there's another word we can begin to use there, the substitutionary atonement. And that's what Paul is beginning to do right here. But the only way we are truly active is when we repent for our sin. When we ask God to forgive us for our sins, therefore, things are canceled out. So now he is saying to Philemon, if thou count me, therefore, a partner receive him as myself. So he is saying to Philemon, I want you to receive Onesimus how you would receive me. When I come to visit you, you're not going to put me in stocks and bonds, but you're going to greet me because I'm your brother in Christ. So now I want you to do the same for Onesimus. But he's a slave unto me. He, he stole from me. So now what we have is the gospel in action. We have the gospel in action because now I have a greater love for my brother in Christ that I want you to receive him as myself. This is what we begin to do when we put the gospel in action. We begin to display the true love of Jesus Christ. That's our objective, that's our responsibility. That's what we are designed to do. But that presents a challenge at times because sometimes we hold every wrong of our lives we hold it in. My mom did me wrong. My dad did me wrong. My brother did me wrong. My sister did me wrong. My family, we don't even talk anymore. I don't talk to that side of the family. I don't, I don't deal with those people because they wrong me. And I'm not letting it go because I am right. How many people in here are always right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I see wives and husbands pointing at other people that they're sitting across from and next to. I see some husbands just like, man, you, you yeah, she's always right. <laughs> I see you in your eyes. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so because I'm right, therefore, I don't have to apologize because I'm right. I was, I'm sharing with the, the, uh, the nine o'clock crowd that I was in the same situation. I had a situation that I was right about at the wrong time. Lord, help me in here. I was right about it, but at the wrong time. So when I was right about it at the wrong time, it caused a little friction. So when it caused a little friction, Who's going to be the one to get this thing right? Y'all still here? Because we're trying to make it to heaven. That's our ultimate goal is to see Jesus in peace. And so now he is saying to him, treat him how you're going to treat me. Then Paul says in verse 19, I, Paul, have written it, with my own hand. I will repay. Repay it. Albeit I do not say. To thee. How thou owest me. Even thine own self. Besides. Oh my Lord. So Paul is saying right here. I'm not even going to talk about. How you owe me. We're not going to discuss that. Whatever. Whatever. Onesimus has done, put it on my account. Put it on my charge. I will take the blame for him. And whatever he owes you, I will pay it. Does that sound like somebody we know? I'm not going to hold What Onesimus has done for what he did before he knew Jesus Christ. See, the reason why we operate differently is because we have Jesus Christ. We have a greater love that we show because we have Jesus Christ. That's why our whole operation is different. That's why the way we we think it's different. Where we go, what we do, how we speak, it's all different because the gospel is on display in our lives. We're we're making things right, even though we may have not been the cause. That's a good place to say amen. I know y'all didn't want to say amen there, but I'm going to make you say amen. Because we want peace in the home, we want peace in the family, but we don't want to be the first ones to move towards peace. Lord, help me today. He's saying it's my charge. This one's on me. And Paul is saying now that, yes, this is me writing this. I'm the one that's writing this. This is me, your brother. This is not a fake I am going to be the one to take his charge. Because now I have a greater love for my brother in Christ. And that's what we have to exemplify. We always have to exemplify that greater love. We have to put greater love on display. Because Lord, and I sense in here that there's a prayer for restoration. Somebody in this house on this day is still praying for restoration in the family. And God sent me here just to tell you, you make the first move. But I was not the one that did it. That's not how the gospel works. Jesus died for all of us when we weren't even born yet. He made the first move. Come on, just clap your hands and tell the Lord thank you. It comes out different each time. I'm telling you, this is not the way it came out in the first one. Heal, Lord, your people. I believe there was a parable in the gospel where one gentleman owed another man a couple thousand dollars. The man said to him, your slate is wiped clean. I forgive you. And then there was another guy right here that owed the guy that was forgiven some money. And I don't even think it was hundreds of dollars. I did the math one time and I think it was like 60-something dollars according to their calculations. And so the man that was forgiven told this man, I want my money. Now, how does that make good sense? This is where You become selfish. This guy is selfish and thinking about himself because he's already been forgiven of his debt, but he doesn't want to show the same mercy and grace to this individual. That's not the gospel on display. Now, this doesn't mean I'm weak and you take advantage of me. No, that's not what I'm saying. But when we make a conscious effort in the right spirit to get things right, By simply saying, I'm sorry. Lord, help me in here. You have released yourself. And again, and I said, in the right spirit, not just to do it. Well, I did it, so now it's up to you. No, your your spirit's still wrong. The spirit is still wrong if it's still A cockiness about trying to get someone to forgive you. No, we have to go in with peace. Pray it up and say, God, help me to be right in this. Lord, help me to be right in this. My sister, my brother, I forgive you. Let us be a family again. Let us be friends again because this one's on me. When the gospel is on display, it reconciles, it mends. And that's what Onesimus had done to him. He, so now what you have done is no more because you've been mended, you've been forgiven for that. And he says now, yea brother, Let me have joy of thee in the Lord. Refresh my bowels in the Lord. There has to be hope right now. And I believe in this particular scripture here, Paul is saying, let me see the joy of the Lord through your forgiveness. Let me see God working through you, Philemon, by releasing Onesimus of his debt. And that's what we have to do. See some people, oh man, I'm, I'm in this thing. some don't believe you have changed, and it's not up to you to prove it, but when you put the gospel on display and you begin to release and forgive, that's how you are the greatest witness to them. You see, I've been saying this all this time. No, 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 no. It's not about what we say now. It's about the action that we put forth. What action are we putting forth to show God has changed my heart? What, what is on display right now? Do we see flesh? Do we see anger? Do we see malice? Do we see all of these negative things? And we're saying we're a, a, a Christian or a disciple of Jesus Christ, but we're not the showing the gospel on display. How is the gospel relevant in our life right now? On October the 18th, in the midst of all the chaos that's in my life, how is the gospel being displayed? Oh, man, see, I done got revved up. Lord, allow the gospel to preach my message. Lord, help me here. Because because everybody knows you come to Crossroads at 1030 But what's happening when you go in there? Are you you the same? We know you do your devotions daily, but how is the devotions piercing the heart? Now it's time to get to a place where we allow what we are doing, reading, to begin to manifest on display. Let it be on display. So when people say, there's just something different about you, you're unique. I am a living epistle, read of all men. When people see me, they have to see the gospel on display. Say, well, I don't tote myself walking around at my job. (laughs) I'm a preacher. I don't do that stuff. No. Mm Mm-mm. I'm gonna share this one, and I'm gonna close. There was this person that I worked with. She was new. She was new, and Brastee, she she wanted to go smoke or something. I don't know what she wanted to do, but she was adamant. At 8:30, no, at 8:21, turn the machine off so I can go, and. One time, she decided she was going to come to my side and turn my side off so she could go to break. I lost it. I just went off. I didn't cuss. I didn't cuss her out. Thank God. Back, she would have caught me in my 20s. I would have dropped a couple on her. But... (laughs) But I've been delivered since, God's been good. <laughs> but I went off. You're not a child. And the people in the warehouse, they started walking over to my room, Sam, you okay, what's going on? I mean, I went off. And I, guess what? I was right to go off. My, my boss told me I was. He said, yeah, you was right. She don't need to turn your machine off early. I said, that's what I'm saying. And I feel I'm like, yeah. But there's only one, there's there's one problem with me. And that separated me from my boss. Because I got the Holy Spirit. So now I come back, I'm like, man. Dang. I feel bad. (laughs) I said, hey, how you doing? I'm sorry. I shouldn't have went off on you like that. That, that was my fault. I, you know. Then I said, you shouldn't touch my machine though. Then I said, no, no. I shouldn't have come to you that way. Because, and you know what she said? She was like, you know, you, you, you are a nice guy. She's like, I, I see why everybody likes you and stuff. She was, At first I thought you was just a really mean person. I was like, well, no, I just have a stern look about myself, but I ain't mad. And somehow me apologizing to her, she just gravitated to me. She gravitated to me and she just, and then when other people started to talk about her, I defended her. I'm like, no, she's cool. She's a little different, but she's cool. She's a great worker. I said, I'll take her. We got an understanding. And it wasn't because of my yelling. It was the compassion and the softness that was shown. Because now, instead of her coming in on pins and needles all the time, and we're working together with tension, now we work together in peace that's how the gospel works when it's on display there's a level of forgiveness that is there and sometimes i'm telling you as i said before we have to initiate this forgiveness we have to be the ones to call that son and say hey man let's go out and talk we have to be the one to pick up the phone and say hey daughter I love you, let's go out and talk. Well, you really can't go out now, but come over so we can talk. Be the one to make the move because the gospel is in us. The gospel on display. Let's pray. Father, it's in the name of Jesus that we come. We thank you, O Lord, for this day. We thank you, O God, for what you have said. God, I pray, O Lord, that you begin to heal right now, O Lord. Relationships, marriages, friendships, mother-daughter relationships, father-son relationship, father-daughter, mother-son, all relationships, O God. Father, we ask you to begin to heal, mend right now in the name of Jesus. The pain, oh God, from old mothers and fathers and sisters and brothers that have been wronged, I pray, oh Lord, that you begin to heal right now in the name of Jesus. God of heaven, Lord, I pray, O oh Lord, that the pain that my sister or brother is feeling from hurt, oh God, that they allow it, oh God, to push them to mend. The relationship, oh God. Lord, I pray, oh Lord, that you send healing, oh God. Mentally, physically, oh God. That they release their burdens, oh God, unto you, oh God. Everything that they are weighed down with, oh God. Every weight in their life. I pray, oh Lord, that you begin to release it right now. In the name of Jesus, oh God. Lord, I thank you for what you have said in this place, oh God. Heal that marriage, O God. Let that father, O God, lead his family the right way, O God, in the name of Jesus. And I pray, O Lord, that whatever he has been shamed for, that he forgives himself, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. That he forgives himself so that he can move forward and be what he needs to be for his family. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, O Lord. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.